Hello, and welcome back to another episode of People Cooler Than Me, the podcast that brings you the stories of impossibly cool people out there living their best lives, inspiring us along the way. I, as always, am the person that most people are way cooler than. It's me, guys, MK Hurlbut, and I am so excited this week to bring you uh, a chat I recently had with Darby Jackson. Darby is the co-founder of Apre. Go ahead and just like say that and make yourself feel fancy. It feels so good to say Apre, um, which is a signature blend that she and her co-founder designed to benefit women who are active in their lifestyle and were looking for something that was like natural and plant-based that would replenish them and give them energy before, after, during a workout. Uh, full disclosure here from, from the get-go, I am a very big fan of this product. I was literally drinking an Opre during this interview. I drink Opre during Soul Cycle classes while I'm teaching because they're so good at keeping me energized and fueled during class. So I just wanted to like let you know I am biased. I love this, which is why I was so excited to have the chance to sit down with Darby and pick her brain and hear what inspired her to even jump into like the food and beverage arena. And uh, I was really inspired by her vision for Apre and especially how she has such focus and clarity on how she wants this brand to be more than just the product, but a community for those looking to uh, relate to other people trying to live a healthy lifestyle in a loving, accepting way. And I was obsessed with the product before the interview, and now I'm even more obsessed with the product and the company and Darby after the interview. You listen, you let me know what you think. Maybe you'll be obsessed too. Also, if you have not tried a prey, you need to try these signature blends. They are delicious. Um, you can order them online at drinkapre.com or follow them on Instagram, also at drinkapre. If you're sitting here and you're like, what is she saying? I cannot distinguish what she's saying. It's okay. You're uncultured. I get it. Um, apre is French for after. I just made that up. I didn't even fact check that. Somebody fact checked me that after the fact. But it's spelled A-P-R-E-S. So... If you want to find them and order them online, which I highly recommend, you go to drinkapres.com or follow them on Instagram at drinkapre and connect with the community, connect with Darby. And without further ado, let's get to the person who's way cooler than me. Um, This is actually a take-two situation because my damn computer decided to kaputs in the middle of Darby's lovely voice talking to me about things. So welcome back. Had a good warm up. Run. Yeah, it was a good warm up. Um, and I'm probably gonna need like another apre because we've been <laughs> drinking these. And as Darby noticed, I immediately opened mine and started chugging, which is just I I think habitually now because I always drink these right after I teach a soul cycle class I really think it is just habit for me you're just like in chug mode if if you get one near me I like rip the cap (laughs) off with my eyes and then suddenly it's all in me and it's delicious we need to get you in here to try and test out some of our new flavors excuse me that's my career goal is to be a flavor tester (laughs) for anything so I'm so glad we're we're getting our new flavors and I can't say what they are to the public but I'll let you know when we get some of our new flavors in and stop by and try them. I, I, need, to get so, I need to get some professional palettes on them. So. I literally am about to cry. <laughs> I've never been so honored. I can't believe you would even trust me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I, did, I did bring uh, one of the smoothies in. During, do you call it a smoothie? That's what I a great question. It. We spent a ton of time thinking about this. So in... In traditional food and beverage, it's called a shake in the industry, but I don't like that word very much because my brain automatically goes to the bulk and bicep shakes that are currently on the market oh, that I yeah. won't name names. Or like, or like those shakes where it's like, this is a meal replacement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, horrible. So we call it a blend. Ooh, girl. We call it a blend um, or just a, a beverage you or a drink. You can tell you've got a background in marketing. But, <laughs> so we call it on the front of the bottle, it says... Apre replenishing plant protein blend 
Um, we spent a ton of time thinking about how we would actually word this. So but you can refer to it as a beverage or a drink. Okay, it's delicious. I had, I had a beverage or drink with me, um, like literally up on the podium once during class while I was teaching because Heck yeah. I double on Saturday mornings. I teach at 8.30 and then I teach a survivor at 9.30. Mm-hmm. And like halfway through my 9.30 class, I was like, oh shit, like my blood sugar feels low. I, I feel very depleted. And I knew that Catherine Lovato had oh, yeah. a box in the refrigerator. So I grabbed someone from the front desk and I was like, go Heck steal yeah. one of Catherine's drinks. Don't worry, I'll give it back. I'll get her a new one. Um, and Heck it yeah. saved my life. So that's such that's and, great product placement yeah. for yeah. us too. Thank Seriously. You. Um, one of the things I've been meaning to ask you actually is specifically about it is the plant protein part. I'm... I'm still, I would say I'm still on my upward curve of understanding nutrition and health Mm -hmm. um, and food and everything. And the more and more I read and learn about protein and debunking myths that you have to get protein from meats, uh, but that plants contain so many and that I'm I'm especially wary now too of the types of proteins that I like Mm -hmm. grab to put into my smoothies that I make at home. So was this a, this was obviously like a very intentional choice and i was interested to hear what your sort of reasoning behind going the plant protein route yeah it was a very thought out calculated move to go to be vegan and and use plant proteins so when my co-founder sunny and i started working on this together 2 years ago and before this i was a health coach and personal trainer So I was able to go back to my client base and then to also go to local boutique fitness studio owners and say, hey, this is the beverage that we're thinking about making. It's a a plant or excuse me, a protein blend that's designed specifically for post-workout. If we were to design the perfect drink, what would you want in it? And more importantly, what would you not want in it? Yeah. And so I started to collect all of this data from our target consumer. And it became very, very clear that this woman wanted a product that was vegan, even if she wasn't vegan. More and more people are moving towards plant forward. And and one of the biggest things we also heard was that the current beverages on the market were really hurting people's stomachs. Yes. And that was the way milk. So we wanted to make sure that that wasn't happening. So we started to collect all of this data, started to learn really quickly. Like I said, it's got to be vegan. It needs to be gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, mm-hmm. low sugar. So we were able to put all of these absolutes together and then design a product from the ground up that would fit her needs. And then pulling from my health coaching background, I, could t- I knew specifically what she would need post-workout to keep her full, re-energized, and help her muscles recover. Yeah. So specific to protein... When you look at protein, one of the reasons that, or the common misconceptions that people have about animal protein versus plant protein is, it's true, animal protein is a full, has a full BCAA or amino acid profile. And that's what helps your muscles recover and you know, basically helps you feel better, faster post-workout. With plants, it's really hard to find plants that have a complete amino acid profile. So you have to pair them up together in order to get all of those amino acids. Oh, okay. So a little game of matchmaker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what we did was looked at plant proteins and then started to match them up to be able to get as many amino acids into the beverage as we could while also looking at what is easy on the stomach. So Opera has four plant proteins, organic pea, chia, hemp, and cacao. Mm -hmm. So what we love about pea and that being the largest Um, component of protein out of the protein blend is that it's really easy on the stomach yeah so peas easily digestible and then there's also a a compound in it called ghrelin that helps keep hunger at bay Mm. so we really liked that as well plus it's a sustainable plant so the way that it's grown is a lot easier on the environment. I did not know that about peas. Fun Good fact. for you, peas. <laughs> I feel like they get, like, let's be real, of all the vegetables, like, peas, like, everyone's like, boo, peas from a kid, from when you're Totally. Kid. Yeah, There's and then even weird... now, people don't really eat, pe- I mean, people eat peas, but it's not, you know, it's Brussels like, sprouts and cauliflower are right. super hot right now. It's a light, gar- peas are like a light garnish on something else you might exactly, order. Exactly, exactly. So... But now, from a from a protein perspective, you're seeing pea protein pop up everywhere, and for good reason. It's a great plant. So that's how we thought about the protein specifically. Y'all, did you hear all that? <laughs> they thought so much about this to make this so 
Good for you. I also, Thank I you. love this because um, I'm, I have become one of those types of people, and I love these types of people, now I am one, who reads the ingredients on everything I purchase. That's like, totally. so, that's, that's something that's been like manufactured in any way. Because if I, that was something that was happening to me. I mean, for recovery after I taught, I was going to those protein bars that were like, we have 20 grams of protein and like zero sugar, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a thing now that I think about it. Um, and I can't read it. I can't read a single ingredient, and they made my yeah, stomach it's hurt. Terrifying. Um, so now, in terms of that, I, I just stick to like things that have ingredients that I can read, and just to do a dramatic reading of your ingredients: uh, filtered water, coconut water, mm-hmm. plant protein blend, which is what you were talking about. The pea, yeah. chia, cacao, and hemp. Virgin coconut oil it hasn't been touched. Love a good virgin coconut oil. Coconut sugar, natural flavors, cocoa powder. Uh, electrolyte blend. What is electrolyte blend? So it's a combination of potassium phosphate and sea salt, which are basically just salts that are adding to our um, to our overall electrolytes. I literally didn't even know this had electrolytes in it. <laughs> yes, electrolytes. Electrolytes from that, and then also electrolytes from the coconut water. And then potassium phosphate also helps with the balance of the pH of the beverage as well. Oh my god. So how many sort of earlier combinations like how how many batches did it take to get to this place so like sunny and i started working on this two years ago okay and so that was may of 2016 our original intention was to try and launch the product in october of that year oh wow so we thought okay we're gonna go out to you know my clients and boutique fitness studios and get a sense of what this consumer would want we're gonna put all these ingredients in a blender at home we're gonna make it and then we're gonna find a manufacturer and press go and It'll be as easy as that. Yeah. We learned really fast that that's not how this works. And in these early conversations that we had with consumers, what we also continued to hear was that the product needed to be convenient. So it needed to be something that she could just throw in her bag. And so that added this whole other layer of complexity and that this needed to be shelf stable, i.e. not refrigerated and have a long shelf life. So started to understand how the world of beverage works neither sunny nor i come from a beverage specific background which i think really played to our advantage but we've since made relationships in the beverage world to help us there but long story short it took us a year and a half to get this product right so 400 plus iterations Mm -hmm. the first round that we actually got was shipped to us in june of 2016 and it comes to us in these glass bottles mm-hmm. that have to be refrigerated. And we went to go drink it and it was straight up pudding. Like, I could turn this thing upside down and it just oozed out. It was so gross. I called Sunny and I went, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> this is really gross. Oh. Um, so it took forever. And yeah. then we have, I mean, we have stories about running the product. So running means actually taking it to our manufacturer and producing it at a larger scale. One of those first runs that we did, our product just turned to foam. So that was super cool. Yeah. Uh, you were off a science experiment every yeah. step of the way. We joke that we've become like protein sommeliers <laughs> over time. That's, uh, again, <laughs> Goals, right? Again, there's that marketing background just shining through. Now shake, it's a blend. They're protein sommeliers. I, get, I can get with it all. It's been it's been fun. So when you so. when you mentioned before that neither one of you had a beverage background and you think that played to your advantage, like in what in what way? Because I think that I, I would I would imagine that for a lot of people, you know, we all sort of make this assumption that if we don't have a background in something, we need to go get certified in it first to be mm-hmm. able to like crack through that industry or do something about it. But the reality is like you you don't necessarily need anybody's sort of permission to jump in. Right. And obviously there are certain careers where that's much more applicable than others. You, you need Don't to be Don't go do surgery trained. if you're not a surgeon. Don't fucking pick up a scalpel unless do that. you have your medical degree posted in the room. But, but to your point, I think that, you know, what worked for Sunny and I first off was that we were really, really passionate about what we were doing. So I mentioned this before, but I was a health coach and personal trainer and the number one question I was getting from all of my clients was, what do I have after I work out? And I didn't have a clean and convenient recommendation for them. Yeah. She's not going to grab, you know, a bulk and biceps ready to drink protein out there. The ingredients are terrifying. The branding is totally off, doesn't speak to her. And she doesn't have time to go home and make a smoothie or a proper breakfast. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't anything out there that spoke to her. Same thing for Sunny. He didn't see anything that he could recommend to his fiance. So first and foremost, it's passion. 
passion and feeling like there is a problem that you can solve. And then even more specific to that, you know, I, I don't have an MBA. I, I went to school. I was, I told you earlier, I was a Spanish major and a peace and conflict studies minor. My intention was to go into the Peace Corps and here I am now in beverage. But the trajectory of my life has played out in a way that, you know, Apres kind of fell into my lap in a way. And I feel like with my combination and background in health and wellness and then Sonny's background in, he was a consultant before this. So he has a really amazing understanding of, you know, finances and strategy and fundraising. And so together we're a really complimentary pair. But more than that, like I said, it's passion. And then it's also just grit and being really scrappy and being willing to ask questions and go, I don't know. And I don't have the answer. And this is why I'm on the phone with you. Or this is why I'm talking to you. I mean, the first thing that we did was reach out to someone that, that we knew through a friend of a friend that was in the beverage industry and yeah. go, what do we do? And what's the next step here? Yeah. So I think that, I think one of the greatest gifts we can ever give ourselves, uh, is the gift of allowing yourself to be a beginner because suddenly the world opens up. There's so much pressure to have everything figured out or to at least have the appearance of having everything mm-hmm. figured out. But there's something so much more refreshing and so much more rewarding being like, I don't know shit. Can I ask you this question? Can I get your help with this? Exactly. And, you know, Sunny and I have had to raise a couple of fundraising rounds. We've had to be in the room with some really intimidating people. And the number one thing that, that at least from what I've seen, that people that want to put money into your company is they want to see that you're humble as yeah. well. And that you're willing to work hard, you're willing to listen, you're willing to take advice from people that are smarter than you. I mean, that's one of the biggest things you can do as an entrepreneur is know where you're weak and be able to hire and bring people in in the areas that you're weak. And it's just, if you're passionate and you're open-minded, I think that you're leaps and bounds ahead of nearly everyone. Yeah. So you mentioned like going in for fundraising and doing all that and that was a new experience for you I'm assuming yeah (laughs) and what what was it like to I I have a background before I became a soul cycle instructor I was working in finance and I was working Mm. with like venture capitalists and entrepreneurs and so I I had no experience up until that point with all that and going into that was very interesting and and being able to sort of listen in and, and hear what people care about and the questions that get asked for you did did getting put into those positions where you sort of have to walk somebody new through your entire vision did that help you become clearer on your vision do you feel or were there times where you felt like you were defending this from your gut against people who didn't like necessarily get it yet because mm-hmm. I know I from entrepreneurs I've spoken to before they've kind of had both experiences mm-hmm yeah, great question. And I'll just start off by saying I, I did not have a background in fundraising at all. Um, luckily, it's something that Sunny has experience in. So that's where I'm so grateful that I have a co-founder that's super complimentary to me. But it's interesting. Fundraising, especially, so we've raised two rounds. The first round we raised was a friends and family round. Mm-hmm. So that was, we raised just over 500K. And that was, beverage is very capital intensive. So it takes a lot of money, especially, I mean, our ingredients are nearly all organic. It's just, it's very expensive. So we needed to raise capital from friends and family. And we were both so scrappy. I mean, I would talk to Joe Schmo in the bar about (laughs) Opry. Oh, do you want to, you know, maybe fund my company? Great. And it's really interesting being in food and beverage and wellness specifically in Silicon Valley here in Mm. San Francisco, because everyone's in tech. So it feels really weird to be in food and beverage. We're not a tech company. And if you think about tech versus a a beverage investment, tech scales really quickly, or it has the ability to scale really quickly. You can go from a tiny app to 100,000 users overnight. But with beverage, you have to actually produce a product and then sell it. So if we got a million people's worth of orders tomorrow, we wouldn't be able to actually scale that fast. Right. So it's a little bit slower, but the return and the margins are, are fantastic in this right. industry. So anyways, we raised our friends and family round and so scrappy. I mean, just talking to everyone, old coworkers, old bosses. I mean, if you had come up to me at like Mauna Loa <laughs> down there while I was playing Papa Shot and had had a few drinks and told me about all this, I'd be like, girl, let me get my checkbook. You get my money. <laughs> 
Thank you. It was it was so funny. And I actually was on the phone. We tried to talk to as many people that had fundraised before to get some advice from them on how do you do this? And again, back to our, my point around passion is before this was before we had even sold one unit of Apres. We're selling a dream. We're selling something that doesn't even exist totally. yet. And it was like you're selling investors and friends and family on who you are as a person and your background and your ability to execute on your dream. So it's walking into a room and having a ton of confidence in yourself and in your team and going, yes, I can do this. And here's why. And I may have questions or not know certain things, but this is why I'm bringing you onto my team. You know, it's, it's about writing a check, but it's also about you as a value add investor. So scraped through the friends and family round, which was a huge lesson and just a lot of learning about self-confidence as well. Then we raised a seed round that we just closed recently, which was a little bit more formal. So we had a venture firm of like CPGs, consumer packaged goods in health and wellness lead the round, which was really great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But we talked to, I mean, we talked to so many people and Sunny and I just got into this mode where we were pitching after pitch after pitch. So it does help you get really clear on what your story is and what you want to do. But sometimes you get, I mean, there are a lot of great venture firms out there that maybe we were too early for, but that provided great insight for us that said, hey, maybe you should think about this. You should think about this. So it was a really very interesting process, a an intense process. I had to learn how to be really, really confident in myself yeah. after you're being told no over and over and over again. And you want to find the right partner. It's like getting married. Yeah. I was like, literally that last sentence, getting no and no and no and rejection and finding the right partner. I was like, so like dating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you need to, I mean, you're bringing this person into your family. Yeah. And so you want to make sure it's not, it's, it's more than a check. Yeah. So we're lucky we found some really great partners. I'm super happy about it. And relationships, I think it doesn't matter like what you're doing in life. Relationships are at the core of everything. And and being able to work closely with people that you feel as though you can build a strong relationship with is obviously extremely important. Yeah, I mean, the the team is everything. And our team here is small. So it's my co-founder, Sunny, and I. And then Natalie, our new hire, who used to be a SoulCycle instructor. We're so excited about her. Oh, she's the best. Um, She's phenomenal. But she's my fashion icon. She has great style. She's my fashion icon. She has great style. There's there's, like a lot of great (laughs) moments where we had team meetings, like SoulCycle team meetings. And Natalie would walk in just looking like she was she should have been on a fashion <laughs> website and I walked in and, and uh, I don't even want to tell you I mean it was like cut off shorts and like a, a grout fit and a cape I don't know what I was doing that day um but yeah she hashtag so blessed yeah she's she's great so we're and we're spending a ton of time I mean we're grinding we're working our butts off it's just three of us trying to run this company and uh, so we spend a ton of time together but it's important that everyone's passionate everyone's on the same page and in my opinion, when it comes to hiring, I want to find someone that loves what we're doing, that l- believes in the vision, that isn't just here for a paycheck. And it's not just about the experience that you have. Well, experience is really important. I want people that are just fired up to be here and that I want to spend time with. And I feel like just as an outside observer to everything you're doing, it's it's not, Apre is not just at this point, to me, that the way I see it, it's not just the beverage blend, the delicious nutritious <laughs> replenishing <laughs> beverage blend that you provide it's a brand i mean you you've, you you've been so smart about the way you are teaming up with fitness studios especially here in san francisco where i think it's i've seen you guys the most because you're you're headquartered here and everything and um the way you've been very thoughtful with any type of images you're putting out there and stuff like that and and it's just feeling attracted to a uh, health and wellness brand, which, and, and, and like the message of, it's so funny because the product right now is a, a drink. It's a, a blend, mm-hmm. as you say, but the reality is like, it's this whole message of health and wellness and taking care of yourself and loving yourself in a way mm-hmm. that feels good. And you're able to accomplish all of that through all the various mediums you guys are using. And Thank so you. you can just sense it. You can just sense what you're building here is a little bit bigger than just the blend. It's like 
let's take care of ourselves in a, in a smart, sustainable, yeah. lovely way. You nailed it. Yeah. I mean, thank you. So well, I'm so happy that that that's resonates totally coming with you. Across from everything you guys do, which is amazing. Good. That, that makes me really happy because that is our intention. And from the very beginning, we wanted to, to build a community. So Opre was inspired by the community. It was inspired by my clients. It was inspired by boutique fitness studio owners. So we wanted to stay true to that. And one of the ways, so we did that in two ways. The first way was we decided not to go traditional retail, if you will. So the Whole Foods and Sprouts of the world by design. We were actually asked to sell at Whole Foods before we even launched in three to five stores. And we said no, because we wanted to have a direct relationship with our consumer. And the best way to do that is to sell online through our website. I know when you bought, I, I have your email address. I can reach out to you. I can call you. We can talk about what's working, what's not working. What do you want to see from us next? And that was how the product was designed in the very, the very beginning. Same on Instagram. We're having direct relationships with our community. Just a couple of weeks ago, or now I guess it was a couple of months ago, we reached out to our com- community and asked them, what flavors do you want to see from us next? And it was very clear what they wanted. So that's what we're working on. Yeah. So this community has been so integral to everything that we've done. And for me, looking and building this community and just drawing from my background as a health coach and my intention there, it was, I feel like, the health and wellness industry has gotten so much better about this, but in the past, there's still this negative connotation about looking a certain way or having a certain body type instead of just, I want to feel better. Mm. I want to give back to my body in a way that I feel replenished and strong. You know, fitness is no longer about pounding away on a treadmill. It's about, or on a soul cycle bike. It's yeah. about the empowerment that you feel in that process in the community and how your endorphins and how it makes you feel better at work and be present for your family. So we really worked very hard in building up prey to not, it's not a meal replacement. This isn't about getting thin. This is, it's about giving back to your body so that you can move forward. And our hashtag is own your after. Mm. And it's just whatever comes next, whether it's going home to chill on the couch and watch Netflix or lead a team meeting, whatever it is, we want you to kick ass at whatever comes next. And the best way to do that is give back to your body instead of taking away. Yeah. Or restricting so it. Restricting. Yeah. That's just, I mean, I'm so tired of all of that and the negative connotations around body image and just all of that. So we've, we've worked really hard to, to, it comes across. Do you feel feel like that's sort of your, that ties into like your personal life purpose? Cause I, I get the sense from everything you've been saying about your background in health and wellness and sort of your own journey with health and wellness, like personally as well is to create opportunity and community for people to like feel positively about themselves and this is just sort of one of the outputs of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we or like what would you say if 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 somebody tried to nail you down about like what what you feel like your life's purpose is my life purpose (laughs) i love that i'm so over the question what do you do for a living it's like i want to know like what why do you think what do you think you're here i love that i love that so before we, we talked about this before, but then I think it was deleted. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. So I played water polo in college and I was a big girl. I mean, I'm almost six feet tall. I was back squatting 300 pounds. I was super yeah. strong. I loved my body. I mean, I was a big girl, but I was so proud of myself in a bathing suit because I worked really hard for that. I decided to stop playing water polo at the end of my sophomore year and I joined a sorority. And immediately I felt like I didn't have an excuse to look the way that I did anymore. I felt Mm. like I needed to, you know, I no longer had an excuse to be, I'm not back squatting 300 pounds. I'm not playing, you know, NCAA division one water polo anymore. It's time to look like a sorority girl. So I, I, I had this kind of big shift happen in my brain where I went, oh, I need to be smaller. I need to lose weight. And I just started to downward spiral into this kind of emotional place where I had a really negative relationship with my body and with food. And so that played out over the course of many years through college and even after college. And I started to do some healing around it. I talked about it a lot. I I wrote about it a lot. And I started to figure out that these issues were rooted in emotion. Throughout that process, I, I started to talk, like I said, I talked to people about it and I realized that nearly every single one of my friends 
had at one point or was currently going through body image issues or had some kind of a skewed relationship with food, they would say things to me like, oh, I, you know, I shouldn't have this cupcake. I'm not going to fit into my dress tomorrow. Or just things that people would say in passing really casually that happen all the time. And I just started to think, my God, we're all just so skewed by food and our bodies instead of thinking about how beautiful we are and where our bodies have gotten us and thinking about giving back to our bodies instead of what we shouldn't be having. So this set me on a path to eventually get my certification in health and wellness coaching and personal training. But my intention there was I worked one-on-one with women to help them repair their relationship with food and their body. So it wasn't about, you know, MK, here's your diet of kale. Good luck. You know, you don't get to live a life or go have wine with your friends anymore, but it was What's going on in your life? What's happening with relationships? How's work? How stressed are you? Because if you're super stressed and you're not sleeping a lot, you're going to come home at night and you're going to reach for the ice cream. And it has nothing to do with the ice cream. It has to do everything to do with your emotions. And so that kind of became my, my, my work. And through that, I discovered, you know, I was getting the same question over and over again about what to have post-workout. Sonny found me. He was the, the perfect partner to do this with. And we built out Prey. But I've weaved this message throughout our branding and our community, essentially, because it's really important to me to remain very body positive. And, and it, it, it comes across 100%. And I, I think it's so important, too, because... Um, when you think about the responsibility of corporations or companies, I think when you are a founder who from the very beginning is weaving your purpose into the fabric of the company and the brand Mm -hmm. that you are building, that's going to go on forever. And, and it's going to be something you're always going to be able to, to retrace back to and, and your consumers and your community are going to feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sort of like, I think it was a lost art for a little while. I think that the social responsibility uh, or the calling to be more socially responsible that people are feeling now is sort of encouraging corporations and companies to like make a return to it. But it's so wonderful to hear about how intentional it's been for you since day one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because it's impactful though. Like I get it. Thank I you. totally get it. The, the, the verbiage we use around food, food is so skewed. And when people are like, oh, like I'm coming to SoulCycle to like earn that cookie later. I'm like, fuck that shit. Girl, you could eat a cookie during SoulCycle. I don't care. That's not what it's about. Yeah, exactly. It's like more people, there's more stress around, oh my God, don't eat the cookie, don't eat the cookie, don't eat the cookie, than just eating the goddamn cookie. And yes. get like, it's just, there's so much healing that, that I've had to do and that, you know, I've helped some of my clients get through and I just want to have a way or a platform for women to come together and talk about that and feel better and like be really proud of their bodies. Do you have a vision then for Apre that there could be like an integration going forward of like, you know, wellness retreats that you guys put on or like things like that, because you're obviously building a community that is really invested in the message and in what you are calling for. And so being able to like create an interactive experience for them in the outside world as well. So right now, that was just me me brainstorming on the fly. No, I, I totally, I, I want to build and what we're planning on building here is a lifestyle. Totally. So there's a beverage and the beverage is most of our focus, but creating elements that live around the brand that add value to our consumers lives so whether that's blog posts interviews with people that have you know fantastic stories to share are things that we want to give to our consumers to be able to add value events that we can do that make them feel great consumer talks with different boutique fitness studios where we invite 30 or 40 of our top customers in and we have someone come in and talk about body image or we do a sound bath those are things i love sound baths so good so just things like that where we're sharing this wellness experience with our consumers outside of just hey we sell a beverage it's you know five dollars please buy it yeah it's just more than that yeah which is i think the way to be i think people crave more than that 
you want to have a personal relationship with I, I or I'm, I'm making a generalization about like how I see consumers today especially like younger consumers I think there is this desire to have like a personal relationship with the brands that yeah. you are supporting because there is this understanding and desire to be making sure that your the impact you are having as a consumer is having a good impact on the world so you want to work with brands that are doing that as well yeah you want to see i mean people want brands to breathe life to actually know that there are human beings behind this brand and here's how it's working and like insight into the office and the actual process of how you make opera i just wrote a blog post last week on why it takes us so long to come out with new flavors oh so does so i i have not read this blog post yet (laughs) can you please give me a cliff notes version cliff notes version so basically the product has to go through three or four different iterations i'm also such a creature of habit that i haven't even noticed that you guys haven't come out with more flavors because i'm just like excuse me while i pound the sea salt chocolate all damn day yeah it's like i mean the sea salt and the mint people love which is great but we want to have other offerings obviously outside of that so um it just so you have to we have to decide what the flavors are then we have to do um initial testing to just make sure it tastes great then we want to test that with consumers so we'll do which will be my new role as that'll be your role you can come in we'll go to like studios around here and do samplings after class so that we can know do people like this or not because i don't trust my own palate enough to be like go no go on a flavor i want we need other people to try it and then we have to do different kind of scales of the product. So we produce at a small scale to make then test it for stability. So that takes a long time. We have to get we have to order all of our ingredients. So our what does stability mean? So like the drink won't explode. So the hand? drink. So like um, there's organic virgin coconut oil in the product, like which is like solid at room temperature. Oh, okay. So we have to make sure that it's properly emulsified into the drink. So mixed in well enough that it doesn't clump up two months later. So someone Details. goes and opens Details. it and they're like, what's, oh. What's the shelf life of? 12 months. Damn, I yeah. know that. That's cool. Yeah. So that's what, that's what takes so long is we have to do all this testing to make sure that it's right. And then like, for example, we were supposed to do a run of the product a couple months ago, but our coconut water was stuck on a ship coming from Thailand. It was just in the middle of the ocean. We couldn't, we couldn't get our coconut water. We're like, well, okay. What what a thing you didn't know. (laughs) That would affect my life at some point in my life. No idea. Or there was this big. The nautical waters off Thailand. No, or there's this big vanilla shortage. So, and we use vanilla for a couple of different things. And so vanilla is really expensive and really hard to get because there was this big storm in Madagascar, Madagascar vanilla. And it's really hard to get. Just things that didn't, I think, would affect my work life, being a Spanish major. So Life is crazy and windy. Yeah. Um, What do you, for, I, I think that there are probably a lot of, especially women out there who um, are interested in solving a problem they perceive in the world, but maybe feel a little less sort of encouraged or equipped to take the step to solve it because Mm -hmm. just in the way that society sort of categorizes the education of men and women women are, are, are taught things a little differently and I think it does take a little bit more sometimes for them to feel supported in making moves or to feel like they have a right at, to, to find a seat at the table or to solve a problem that's nobody even solving mm-hmm. so for you while you were going through that personal experience and you were like hey this is interesting um did you feel trepidation did you feel barriers to entry and like how did you overcome those those thoughts that we create in our heads yeah that's a hard one because i definitely i mean i I didn't have experience in this area i've never fundraised i've never built a board i've never designed a beverage before and so i was terrified and the first thing that i did and this is just part of my nature but that proved to be really helpful was just build a community of people that I trusted Mm -hmm. that I could ask for help and for advice and more specifically women that have experience building companies and let me be clear none of my friends are entrepreneurs like my close close friends um and so I just 
would stalk people on Instagram and LinkedIn straight up. I have no shame. And I just started reaching out to people. Hey, my name's Darby. I'm, you know, I'm building a beverage. Can I treat you to a cup of coffee? Or do you have 15 minutes to hop on the phone with me? And I just talked to everyone and it was so helpful and these women are very support and men too yeah but i was mainly reaching out to women and they were just so supportive and since then i've i found mike lewis from when to jump which yeah. has been a fantastic community for people that are looking to make some kind of a career jump and other women that have built really successful companies that have given me great advice i mean and now i have a, a group of women that I started that are all entrepreneurs here in San Francisco and we get together every four to six weeks and just talk about what our issues are and where we can help each other. Like community again is everything and Ugh. no shame to just I want to tattoo that across my body. Yeah. Community <laughs> is everything. I couldn't agree with you more. And yeah. the asking thing, there's just such ask. a, there's like, we all need to get over whatever that weird thing in our head is that keeps us from asking for help or reaching out because there's yeah. like, people want to help. People, that's your new nail it. People want to help. And especially people that have had experience mm -hmm. are a wealth of knowledge. And it doesn't mean that the way that they did it is the way that you need to do it. But just talk to people. Yeah. It's the best thing you can do. Go to conferences. I mean, put yourself out there. It's so scary and it's really exhausting, but you have to do it. Yeah. We don't really talk about the exhausting People, when they, people think exhausting, they think about like physically exhausting, like things are physically exhausting, but mentally and emotionally putting yourself out there over and over and over again is an exhausting endeavor. It's exhausting. What are, what are some of your things that you do to like combat that as a, as a co-founder of a company, like scrapping by, like what are you yeah. doing on the other side to take care of yourself and replenish your soul? <laughs> that we know you replenishing that body yeah. <laughs> That is something I'm still working on. And I mean, one thing that I've clung to throughout this entire process is my morning routine. I'm Ooh, really are you sharing it. Oh, totally. I'm really into my morning routine. So I'm a, I'm an early bird. I've, as you know, grew up swimming. So I'm used to jumping in freezing cold pools at 5am. I'm up early. So I'm normally up between five and six, depending what I'm doing, what I'm doing that day. I wake up, I do lemon, warm water, um, have my coffee, and then I just sit. And whether I meditate or I just, I've gotten into this habit of writing down my dreams, which is actually really cool. Oh, I need to do that. I love my it's dreams. It's really cool and it's very insightful. So I've just been doing it for a couple weeks now, but now throughout the day, I'll remember little tidbits of my dream, which I never used to do. Yeah. So they're becoming more and more things that I'm remembering and it's just very insightful to write down. So it's... I feel like I've been able to answer questions in my real life due to just writing down my dreams. It's mm -hmm. been great. So I do that. And then I really like to work out in the morning. So I've been, I've been super into hot yoga recently. So I'll do a hot yoga class. Love that. Come back. And then I've been playing around with different, I, I love biohacking. I do so. not know what that is. <laughs> that sounds like a term from a Mission Impossible movie where it's like, this is the new guy on the team. He's a biohacker. It's so I, I started, this all comes from Dave Asprey. So he's the founder of Bulletproof. Do you oh, know yeah, Bulletproof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's really into, and this has become a big thing in Silicon Valley too, is all about how do you make yourself the very best version of you by taking healthy shortcuts, so essentially. Like the, the science of it all. Yeah. So doing things like, I mean, meditation is a great biohack. Eating I, healthily or eating keto or... I just started meditating, like, consistently. Yeah. And it has changed my fucking life. I, do you use an app? I use Headspace. Yeah. Headspace um, is great. Because it's just, it's good. I, I meditate. I always meditate right before I teach. Because it's a really good way to, like, get me centered again. Because, you know, yeah. you fill your day with distractions. Um, also, I, not to brag or anything, but, like, I'd been meditating consistently for, like, two weeks. And I had this weekend where I was in Las Vegas gambling, which is, <laughs> you know, a personal choice. I was, like, making bets on March Madness. And it was very fun. And I ended up winning a ton, which I was, like, that's because I meditated. And then I You're also, more in tune. <laughs> way more in tune. And then I also had, like, a chance run-in meeting with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, casual. And I 100%, I was like literally turned to everyone. I was like, you guys, it's because I've been meditating. And you're like, okay, psychopath. But you're manifesting. Right. What you, exactly. I literally, yeah. I, we, were at, we were at dinner sitting next to my boyfriend. I saw Michael B. Jordan. I was like, Jared, I just manifested Michael B. Jordan here. He's like, 
Okay. And that's that's super powerful though. It, the whole manifesting thing. So I was actually having a conversation with my husband about this two nights ago. So if you think about the different, think about how much of our bodies are made up of water. Yeah. And think about it's like seventy percent, like seventy percent. And think about music or dropping something into water and how that vibrates out. I mean, you can see it. Yeah. You can see it. And think about how much of our bodies are made up of water and that vibrations have a huge impact on that. So where you vibrate or the things you're vibrating at or the asks that you have are going to attract the things that you want or the things that you don't want. So the things that you're constantly thinking about are what you're going to attract. So that too is a huge part of biohacking. It's focusing on what you want and then optimizing your body and your brain to be able to make those things happen, whether that's meditation, intention setting, you know, bulletproof fasting or intermittent fasting or something like that, or maybe it's cryotherapy, or there are so many different things that you can do to just red light therapy to make sure that your brain and your body are as optimized as they can be. Heck, it's even just getting eight hours of sleep at night. Yeah, amen. That's right. You don't need to get hard for us. It's so hard. Why is that so hard for us? Yeah. (laughs) So what are some biohacks that you're really into right now? So I I like to fast when I can. Um, I'll fast for uh, like two or three days out of the week. And mm-hmm. basically fasting means I won't have anything outside of water and coffee or bulletproof coffee for 14 to 16 hours. So it's it's not about eating less food. So I want to make that really clear. It's about timing. Yeah. So I'm giving my body a full 14 to 16 hours to digest, to regenerate without having to focus on digesting food. My body's now focused on healing itself. So the reality of that is like if you ate dinner, I mean, say you like ate dinner at like 8 p.m. and then you just you finish then you just don't need again until noon the next day. So it's yeah. like you're asleep for a lot of that time. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. You're asleep for most of that time. You wake up, I'll have a bulletproof coffee, which is coffee, um, coconut oil or MCT oil, mm. uh, organic grass fed butter. And I'll put some cinnamon in there. And that's what I have. Sometimes I'll add some collagen to it or something like that. Have that. And I'll work out and then like I'll break fast with an opre or something like that after my workout. Yeah. Um, but I'm giving my body time to regenerate. So I don't do that all the time. But what I like is it really optimizes my brain. So my body switches over from burning glucose to burning fat. And then it's get, it's producing ketones as well, which help optimize your brain function. Oh, it's learning. Something I'm not else. like a scientist, obviously, or I, anything. I've but seen people talking about that. It's super helpful. That or I just got into, this is more hardcore, but it's it's kind of cool. There's this guy called Wim Hof. He does breathing techniques and Ooh. cold like ice challenges mm. where you basically, like, you take oh, a yes, cold yes, shower. Yes. yes. Cryotherapy, that's technically cryotherapy, yeah. um, is really hard, but it's super effective. Really? What does it do yeah. for you? It like just, personally, what do you feel? I just feel so much more energized yeah. and awake. Yeah. Also a great hangover care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is good to know. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. You're speaking the language Cold therapy now. plus an I'll pray hangover that, care. That is very good to know. That is, it's really, it's, it's interesting too because I just think that there are so many things out there for us to take advantage of in terms of learning. And it's about your personal journey, right? It's yes. learning about what works for you and your body and everything. Like the, the way my body functions, I like need, I could, I could be not eating the whole time I'm asleep, mm-hmm. which is great. And like a little bit before that, but right when I wake up before class, I usually am always teaching two in a row. Yeah. And, just, and you're like, teaching 16 classes yeah, a week, like, which is wild. Physically couldn't, but the the science it it just when when things make you think about everything else in a different way so Mm -hmm. for example when we talk about intermittent fasting my takeaway from everyone who's been doing that recently and me sort of observing it has been like oh okay do i really do i really need to be having this like late night snack right before bed the reality is like most of the time like no i don't like give my give the food that i've already put in myself a chance to digest Mm -hmm. and if i like go to bed and I'm starving in the middle of the night, like I can get up and eat and then I'll know next time, okay, you should eat a snack before bed. But it's just about trying things out and staying curious. I love that you are saying that this is like a part of your routine now. It's like go research biohacks because this, this curious part of our brains is so important and 
it turns everything that is usually feels like um, an obligation or a chore or mm-hmm. like a punishment for your body. It's like, no, let me just be curious instead and wonder, like, yeah. what could this do? What could happen? And what works for you isn't necessarily what works for me or what used to work for me three years ago may oh. not work for me now. Girl, getting so, old. Yeah. <laughs> what is up? My 30th birthday is in two weeks. Ooh. And um, it is just like, it's totally funny to to notice those changes in the way your body processes things. I can't eat a whole box of cereal for breakfast anymore. Who am I? Okay. (laughs) In high school? Yeah. Back when I was playing basketball and stuff, I I literally at In-N-Out would have a grilled cheese sandwich because I can't eat red meat, I can't digest it, and two french fries and like a milkshake and that was that wasn't even enough food. Like that was never enough and I felt fine. I could have gone and played a basketball game right after that. Oh yeah. And now if 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 I did that, I probably could still could, but I wouldn't feel as good after. Yeah. Um, but it is. I think that's a really important point. Like you're allowed to evolve, and the things, the things that you need are allowed to change. Absolutely. Totally Ugh. agree. So what what are you sort of most looking forward to as you continue to build out this brand and this vision, and and sort of this new path that you have created for yourself I'm really excited to see our community grow and continue to meet people in real life and go to classes and see how the product is received um that part I'm really excited about I'm excited to grow our team too I just there are so many wonderful people out there and we already have a fantastic team and a great team of investors that I love and want to spend more time with so I'm excited to grow that and do that. And I think that, or I hope that we have a, a unique platform to be able to bring people together and spread a mes- message of positivity. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that and creating content and doing some more writing around that. So yeah. I, I love that piece. And I mean, I'm just straight up super excited about our new flavors. Uh, which will be hitting the shelves soon. I'll let you all know how they are. They're going to be delicious, I have faith. Um, well, thank Depending you. on your palate. Yeah, you're right. Need, yeah. That's true. It's so funny. I Do you ever go to Salt and Straw, the ice cream place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I've so delicious. There. And they, yeah. do, they, they do different flavors like every few weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and uh, some flavors you're just like, booyah, this is brilliant. I do need Lucky Charms ice cream. Thank you so much. Yes. And then other flavors, you're like avocado and pretzel don't necessarily need to be together in an ice cream form. Or lavender. I'm not like, sure I feel that. On so my much. body, thank sure. You so much. But hey, some people like it. So uh, yeah, and and, and I love I love the experimentation. So yeah. if you were if you were gonna prototype an avocado and pretzel flavor, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and like save you the money Let's and tell you to stop no. right now. You'll yeah. be good. You'll be good. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you more importantly for being, I really feel like you are a light worker in this world. Like Mm -hmm. what you are doing is you're just, you're creating a brand and a product with like so much more meaning and message behind it. And it's impactful and it's making a difference. So thank you. We are cheering you on girl. (laughs) That means a lot. Thank you. This was super fun. Oh man. Okay. Excuse me. I have to go finish chugging my opera and steal more before (laughs) I leave the office. Bye. Bye.